Welcome back to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets. It's Mayo Media Net. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. And in just a second, I'm going to ask you for those all-important YouTube likes, but not before I earn it. Well, who am I? It's the girl, damn sugar, the big dude with the big mouth, the big apple. That's big. Johnny Stud coming to your worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. We coming out the chair, as always. Death, taxes, sun rising in the east, setting in the west. Bears making dookie in the woods, and the big man up before the crack of dawn to bring you this, the fastest show in MLB absolutely anywhere. Take that bad boy to the bank. Hat tip to you, Mr. Patrick Mayo, for allowing me this wonderful platform and all these wonderful people to yell at my computer about baseball. Man, it is that time of year. Drafting nonstop, analysis nonstop, just tweeting. It is fantastic. My favorite time of year. I'll be actually enjoying this World Baseball Classic, though I just don't want anyone to get hurt. The same thing for spring training. I'm just trying to ignore spring training. I get so many questions about that. I was even on with Baseball HQ, right? The gold standard, or one of them at least, in, you know, fantasy baseball. And we were talking about, you know, my spot in the presentation and then during the conference was spring training and how to digest a lot of this stuff. My answer to almost everything is not really concerned. These velo readings, these exit velocity readings, just not too concerned. I have found in my experience, getting away from the five or six months of analysis I've been doing, right? And I like to think it's pretty good. It's not what I want to be doing, right? That's not my path to success. Why do all that work if you're just going to, you know, overreact to spring training? So I've noticed that's kind of got me in trouble and I end up with players I don't really want. I'd rather go down with the players I believe in. One thing that may be different is if they're currently injured, right? For example, I like Carlos Radon. He's hurt, right? We're not still drafting him in the second round. Same for Mitch Hanniger. Now, it doesn't mean I take them off my board completely, especially those pitchers. Uh, real quick, this is going to be a hitting episode. We'll be talking all about pull power, and I think why my work, at least I hope, brings some nuance and some context that you don't really get in other places. We're looking at the pulled fly ball line drive leaderboard. I got some cool stuff that I did at the Athletic. We're going to go over a kind of hitting primer and how the landscape has changed, and then hopefully a couple of names that maybe stand out that we can be looking for to get some power throughout as it's waned. But to... Uh, pitching. Well, I guess that is fine that I kind of lost my my train of thought. Well, is that, you know, not to overreact to these guys and that being a major kind of source of edge, believe it or not. Last year, Luis Castillo. Last year, Zach Wheeler. Both got off to slow starts with like shoulder impingements and stuff like that. They gave us the same song and dance. If it was October, I'd be pitching. But since it's not, I won't. Starting on the IL, getting back slow, then you have to ramp up. But being fine. So don't cross off Rodone. That was my point in a kind of circuitous roundabout way. So there's a little bit of what we begin. And let's dive up into the thing. If you haven't noticed, I'm everywhere right now. The nice people at The Athletic let me do a primer hat tip to you, Nando, my dude. So I think we all know that the league-wide totals for home runs are down. Again, this is just going to be brief. I can't give away all the milk and the cow. But if you are into it, I do a lot of detailed work at the analysis. If you're into reading baseball stuff, and I'll plug my own, you know, shite at the end. I'm not trying to turn Pat's platform into my own. But if you're really into the granular stuff, I do like to think that I definitely bring it different, right? If, if anything, we're different. If anything. Doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't make it wrong. But I sure am different. So you can get all the charts. Again, when I know when people have to pay, I really try and over-deliver. So you can get the charts. You can download them to give you ideas of the trends. But just briefly, 
home runs were going up, 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 and up, basically from 2010, right? It went back a little bit more than a dozen years. Peaked in 2019, we had the Happy Fun Bowl. To that analysis, now you got to be careful looking back. Lots of guys had career years in 2019, and asking them to repeat that seems a bit more unrealistic, right? That they're a bit more anomalous, maybe, than we thought at first. Referring to them now being in 2023, we're getting outside of that three-year window that a lot of projection systems use. You see a lot of guys, those kind of projections have fallen out from underneath them. So that's step one to understanding how we should be digesting these projections. You know, and before we get the fantasy drafts, doing best ball and stuff, I'm doing underdog around the clock. I really am a total maniac right now. I absolutely love it. So right league-wide, what we need to know, home runs were up, 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 2010 to 2019. Then they started to decrease. That... We noticed, again, it's intuitive, but having the number is sometimes helpful. Knock down the number of 30 home run hitters we would have. That number dipped 23. Then 23 last year. That number for all you math majors out there was 60. So 60 down to 23. You know, we're talking like a 35, down 35% remaining. So down like 60 odd percent reduction in 30 home run hitters. And of course, fast forward to the end of last year's fantasy season why myself and a lot of other people kind of got in trouble they fell short in terms of power now i find it funny because i probably outsmarted myself where again if you're new to the mail media net and the baseball stuff welcome aboard get up in the comments five star reviews if you want the show you know through the season that's how we're gonna get it people five star reviews mention jig johnny by name and all the great stuff that we're doing here you know and that's how that show is gonna get picked up anyway to the people out there that are maybe more, I don't know, you know, home leaguers, right? That maybe have a life that I don't outside of baseball and my family. We were doing these male uh, media videos, very detailed kind of granular stuff where I really like to hang my hat. When I'm really confused about a player, I'll go dig in. Or when Twitter is going back and forth, I'm looking for the real answer. And we did videos on my favorite players, guys who were popping off the spreadsheet, Kind of showing off some of that more granular stuff, ball flight, swing path, standard deviation of launch angle, you know, the really kind of oddball stuff. Guys that lit up the page, right? Also, Pete Alonzo. I was then known for tweeting Pete Alonzo was going to outperform Vlad Guerrero, apples to apples in 5x5 five five last year. I was wholly laughed at for engagement farming, and that ended up being correct. The other player I brought up was Austin Riley, and the end of that video was he's probably going to be getting MVP votes. And as people were selling short the 300 average year before, not believing in the power, I totally bought the progressions. I think he's an MVP. He might be this year's MVP. But so again, I didn't have those guys, right? So it's kind of stupid. Right, to do your work, again, tying into the beginning. So I know I ramble a bunch, but hopefully these bowls all kind of spin, you know, and then tie in together. Where I did all this work on these players, had my very best players, then didn't roster them because I'm worried about speed. Right, it's just kind of silly. You can get speed and things later, in particular when you have hitters that stand out. So I would have had, you know, that hammer meeting nail had I picked up on it, you know, suppressed offense being on deck. I did not. And a lot of people at Mayo Media did really well in their fantasy leagues with, oh man, I paired Alonzo with Riley and no one could touch me. And I'm like, I didn't draft those guys. Well, so this year I'm not going to be making that mistake, having now a little more data to digest as far as the humidor, suppressed offensive environment, and all that stuff that we mentioned. So the number of 30 home run hitters is down precipitously. 23. Now, again, we don't think it's going to necessarily repeat, but it stands to reason that it just might be close. So if you use those numbers, let's make it 24, 12 team league, everybody gets two, right? If you make it, you know, 24, 25, 15 team league, some teams are going to have zero because some teams are going to have three. So there isn't enough to have for everyone to have two. So the point being, we really want to make sure that we're putting our thumb 
on home runs this year. Again, where people like myself, you know, I take my losses in public, where we fell short looking for power later. Not that there were no home runs. I believe we were looking at the wrong place. And what we'll get into again, that, right, this is still the beginning. There are two types of power now, right? The big hulking power, you know, Jordan Alvarez, right? Mike Trout, Aaron Judge. Those balls are going out anywhere. Any stadium, any direction, anywhere, you know, any gravitational pull, those balls are going out. But what we ended up seeing was the offensive environment even suppressed things like barrels. So we ended up having ballparks. I believe there were five ballparks that had a sub 40% home run to barrel rate, which is really deflating, right? If your player hits a barrel, you kind of expect a home run, if not some damage. And the majority of those balls were not going out, opposed to the handful of parks where that's flipped, like Cincinnati and Washington, LA Dodgers for the righties and stuff, you know, things you're going to get when you roll with me. That's the context I think that it takes. So we're looking at hulking power, but also pull power, right? So that's what we're going to do today is pull power because what I've noticed, and this, is, this hopefully will bring into the athletic, that I noticed that the home run to fly ball rate tracked the home runs directly to be expected however like a butt 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 like a big old shaken butt i ran the market share of pulled home runs against the total and that number actually climbed throughout the decline so think about this though the 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 increase was steady it was not crazy going from let's say 58 to 65 percent though percentage wise that's strong to have the number of home run hitters drop by 60% as the home run totals are dropping that amount. To find a steady increase throughout is really what I believe we were on to something here. So let's take a first quick break as we kind of think about that, right? Not overreacting to spring training, how important power is, and then how we're going to find it. Make sure that you got a big hulk in the front maybe even two, but then we're going to look to supplement with pulled fly balls and pull power. We're going to run the leaderboard and a bit of that. Hopefully that was a bit of context and nuance that I mentioned that you're not really getting everywhere else. Listen, some shows, I just got to call people out. I know Pat doesn't care, right? We're not bad people. We're good people. We're also honest. We also like to think we're good businessmen and very good at our craft. How many fantasy baseball podcasts do you turn on that they just go through the motions? They're oftentimes not prepared. They don't even have the numbers. And a lot of times these things are wrong. So again, and there's multiple people. People. So I like to think, you know, I'm doing the work of two or three people at least. And then, you know, the people behind the scenes have to do our guys, men and women back there, because, you know, dealing with my stuff ain't so easy. So let's take a quick break. Hopefully I earn the rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, if you want this show all year, all the betting, fantasy, DFS content that we do, man, you got to get up in the comments. You got to get on social media and you got to make the sponsors know that this is the very best show in MLB. Absolutely anywhere. All right. So a big break for the big man. Okay, we are back. I think we did some pretty good job laying the groundwork of, you can see exactly where I'm going with this. And I think there's probably a few of you out there going, yo, that sounds pretty sharp. Because again, I don't invent this stuff. I listen to lots of smart people. Sometimes you have to know when to buck up against them, which I do in my counterpoint podcast. And sometimes you got to know when, not say you've been beat, but when someone has is illuminating something for you. So for me, it's a half tip to my boy, Rob DiPietro, aptly named Deadpool Hitter, right? Aptly named, in fact. He was one of the first people to raise this question to me, although, you know, not to say too many nice things about my boy, Rob. He was, I believe the player was actually Tommy Edmond, one of the players at least, 
Rob is picking up on increases in pull and pairing with pull power. You can get this stuff on fan graphs through the split leaderboard or Derek Cardi also provides that AV analytics. All the stuff's free. You know, I know I'm cheap and I'm, I like free stuff. So Rob had mentioned that. And at this point, I was still kind of discounting the pull power. Now, I happen to end up being right shorting Edmund home runs that you still need a certain Hulk, Hulk quality, right? A certain Hulkishness to get it over. And I think Edmund didn't quite have the other combinations that get there. Right? So it's not just pulling balls. You've got to pull them in the air with the velocity at the rate needed. And I think the rate wasn't there for Edmund, which is fine. Again, this is, you know, Rob is a national champ, you know, A plus 80 grade fantasy player. And again, he's another one of those people that loves to get in the dirt with people like me. And we, we argue for the sake of learning, right? Some people on Twitter are out there arguing, like, who can I like score points? And internet points are stupid. You should only be arguing, trying to learn. The second you're not doing that, right, you're wasting your time. So I love talking to people like Rob. And I always suggest for you, people out there trying to push your game forward, Talk to the people that say, I don't mean smarter than you, that are more experienced than you, or people hopefully like myself that, wow, spark a brush fire in a way that hasn't happened before. You say, well, there are other lines of thinking. So again, nuance and context at the fore when you hang out at Mayo, MediaNet, rate reviewing and subscribing, all the things that say thank you. So the home run hitters that I mentioned, right, those 30 home run hitters, it's probably not very surprising, right? You hear the list. Aaron Judge and Kyle Schwarber, Trout, Alonzo, Riley, Alvarez. Even like when you get to Walker and Betts, believe it or not, there's a there you know power profiles, right? Because a guy like um, Betts not really hulking, right? So let's use him. He's probably a really good example at the top, right? I don't need to explain to you Aaron Judge's 26% barrel, 19% blast rate is going to get the ball over the fence. The first player, even really at 10% barrel, is Mookie Betts. Okay, so that's like a good place to start, right? Like the outliers, Mookie popped off for 30-run ding-dongs. Obviously really great. I missed on him. Well, why? Because of the pull power profile. So I think we still want to start at the hulking stats. Although we have seen some players with low home run and power rates. But I think starting at the hulking stats is correct. Barrels are going to correlate into home runs though environment is going to play a part, like I mentioned. The thing with a guy like Betts is, we've had people say, I'm not buying the power. 9.7 barrel, 5.1 blast. That's not going to do it for me, right? The thing is, there's again a, like a, that optometrist thing, that big click, 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 click. Is it better or worse? Well, as I smack my glasses off my face, my vision gets markedly worse. You gotta then go to the next level. So when you look at bets, before we have people question it because of the lack of hulkishness, 94% zone contact, so nothing's getting by him. 48 fly ball, 45 pull. You know, those numbers are huge. And I know, again, I like to add the. Relative stuff. So I think for you people that are new to this, if you're wondering, 40-40 is a great place to go, right? Like the 40-40 club, that was kind of where it started in my head. But those numbers are all above are above average. So when you find 40 pull, 40 fly ball in combination, you're off to a really good start. The thing with Mookie Betts is, because of the contact rate, very high, extremely high through the roof, 
because of the high pull with fly ball percentage all working in combination Mookie Betts was actually sixth in the league in pulled fly balls along drives he had 25 home runs and 20 doubles on those balls he was phenomenal so there you see a stark contrast to the oversimplified barrel argument again nuance and context is the most important thing in baseball i oftentimes find myself bucking up against regression inc and people much smarter than me and all the quant guys and the spreadsheet sophistos i get it i'm not saying they're wrong they're way smarter than i am orders of magnitude smarter than i am however i think sometimes when you're a hammer all your problems look like a nail and wide nets are cast using like regression models and though they're going to get you the right answer more than the wrong one when it comes down to individualized analysis i think it takes a microscope and not a telescope so again i i, I most of my work is always i feel like i'm always apologizing i'm always disagreeing with people but hopefully that's how people like my stuff so you could i think that's before we take the the next break and move on to the, the pull stuff right that's really a player that sticks out because on one hand you'll have the bow rates unsustainable the blast rates unsustainable this is not a power hitter and you could turn around and say number six in the league in pulled fly balls line drive which again people nuance and context right the words of the day ah the playhouse the league batting average in fact i when i put this in the article the people that felt like phenomenal i mean if you know anything about nando defino and brandon funston just phenomenal people they totally let me flourish and flap my wings i never heard anything back they had to contact me and ask me if it was like a mistake and needed a change which is funny because you know i'm mr ocd i triple check everything that league average on those pull fly balls on drive sorry i don't have it on hand i don't want to look for it, it takes a while it's north of 500 the batting average right so right off the bat they just tell you but that's where production lies in pulled elevated batted ball events so think about the Mookie Betts argument well the barrel's not there the blast's not there and then our new argument of the contact rate with the frequency of pulled elevation certainly provides the floor and even if you don't want to get him to 35 don't be one of those people that have him at 20 because he pulled 25 as is with another 20 he's doing damage on those balls so again I think Mookie Betts is another pop for 30 hit runs I truly truly believe that so if that kind of piqued some interest again rate review and subscribe five star comments with the name mentioned is the best way to get the show picked up for the baseball season as we you know are just rumbling and bumbling and stumbling getting our way to opening day boy am i excited i can't wait to spend all day betting <laughs> all right so with that in mind hopefully you enjoyed that picked up what we're putting down one more big breath for the big man because this stuff ain't easy all right let's wrap this thing up strong as always looking at the pull fly ball home run leaderboard again you can get at me offline i'm gonna try and find a place to pump this this maybe is like article worthy so top of the board see now i want to see what you'd expect but maybe not what you'd expect and i think again we're going to really hammer home another lesson here 14 players 14 had at least 100 elevated pulled balls right pulled fly ball line drives you see them referred to as fbld's right fly ball line drive just so we're all keeping up 
the guys at the top, right, are not what you'd expect. And it's the 25 home run community. Number two in pull fly ball line drives, Jose Ramirez, 141, 25 ding-dongs. Marcus Simeon, 127, 22 dongs. Bregman, 126 to 20. Santander, 124 to 25. Betts, was a 114 to 25. Remember, these are not totals. These are pulled, the pulled home runs. But when you hear guys like Simeon, Bregman, Wilmer Flores, number eight. How about that? You're looking for a sleeper today. How about Wilmer Flores, eighth in the league in pulled five ball line drives, resulting in 19 pulled home runs, 32 extra base hits. He's playing every day with triple position eligibility. You know, that's a great fantasy pick late. And that's one of the people that this would point you to. But I think it's that intermediate power that I was mentioning where this really speaks. Okay, so other hitters that fill out that list. Alonzo Flores, Varsho, Altuve, Mullins, Trey Turner, Matt Olson, Jerickson Profar. He's not even signed yet, but like being 100 pull five balls. If he's the last pick in the draft, can't lose there. Christian Walker, monster season. People are saying it's an anomaly. He pulled 99 pull fly balls to 27 home runs. The rate of home run and pull fly balls at 27% is not even crazy. So I love me some Christian Walker because he's a he is a combination of the two. And I think that is where you find that first section, the elite section of home run hitters, are the players that are able to combine the two, right? Combine the hulkishness with the pole profile. Let's take a look at Christian Walker, people not buying the career year. Told you he pulled 99, pulled five balls. 44% fly ball, 43% pull, hits the 40-40 parameter with room to grow. He's actually 43-43, 11 and a half barrel, 8% blast. So I'm buying it because the profile fits this new environment. Reese Hopkins, Matt Chapman, guys there, Eduardo Escobar. I know he's kind of vying for playing time, but it's there. Ha-Sung Kim. Now, granted... It's not really home run power. 91 pulled fly balls. Only nine of those were home runs. But 16 doubles. So he had 25 pulled extra base hits on elevated balls. Just tremendous. This is where Hassan Kim's production is coming from. Then how about some guys that just totally pop the efficiency board? Right? So let's look at the top of home run to pull fly ball list. And who's at the top there before we get out of here? So at the very, very top. When you see guys, it's an anomaly. Julio Rodriguez, 21 home runs on his 61 pull five balls. He's a beast. He's a beast. As he gets better and he's hitting more of those, those are all up in the seats. You don't regress that. Matt Carpenter, dead pull, 15 pulled home runs on 44 pulled balls, 34%. Now, that was partly what environment. So remember, different plates on the quadruple beam balance. Yes, we want the big muscles. That's the barrel rate. But we need the profile that you pull plus lift. You also want contact there, right? Because we need the rates. But then environment's going to play. 
finding barrels matters more in certain ballparks than others. If you're into that and you missed the episode last week with Derek Hardy, he and I spoke about that very specifically. I think I'm going to put this away. I think I'm going to put the pulled stuff away. Maybe some other people that just jump out. Uh, players with over 30% home run to pull fly ball rates that maybe, you know, are undersung a bit. How about Jake Fraley? 10, 10 home runs on the 32 pull fly balls. Now he's in Cincinnati. He is probably going to go off there. Randall Grichuk. Remember, good environment Cincinnati, good environment Colorado. 52 pull fly balls, 15 home runs. He's recovering from uh, sports hernia surgery. I think he's going to be fine. He's getting to a point where he's too cheap. So those are late... Power threats right there. Fraley, Grichuk, they fit the mold. They're efficient with their pull power. Really guys that I like. Also, Joey Bart, if you get boxed out of catching. Joey Bart had nine pulled home runs on only 36, so even 25% pulled home run. The fly ball. So there's just an idea. Again, these shows are a bit shorter than I'm used to being, you know, big mouth, long-winded Brooklyn guy. But remember, don't react to spring training because we've done the work. Part of the work is now separating power profiles from muscles into style incorporating the muscles always but once we break down style to make sure that we're looking at contact rates right to make sure that the environment is in check also you'll notice me going over lots of cincinnati games the public is hip to cores it hasn't really adjusted to cincinnati when those first five team totals come out whenever they're near even money over one and a half you Hulk smash him. So maybe Hulk is the other running theme. So let me just wrap up with the lesson from Derek Hardy. And this will be the last thing to tie in everything we did today. From doing your own work to applying it. And then also being willing to go up against people much smarter than yourself. Which, you know, Derek is my friend. He's also much smarter than me. He's also really great about accessibility, right? So some people with models won't be challenged they just won't entertain it maybe they're too busy but either way when you put these things in public and i think when you get a valid challenge you need to defend it derek always does just that so hat tip to him for not only providing us with the bat x which has made us all very good much better at fantasy you know it's fantastic work it was his willingness and openness to my challenge that i really think you got to check out check out go scroll through that playlist and go check out my last episode with derek hardy and i was challenging him on environment right because here i am now i'm beyond the barrel i'm into the pull looking at the context of the hitting environments and maybe how humidors affected it now that i think is at the center of a bit of my work and my challenges here is the smartest people are using three-year averages which generally you should however we had such a stark change particularly with the constant which is the ball in the inception of universal humidors that I don't know how you look at ballparks without the humidor. So I was only looking at one year output data, sorry, input data, forgive me. Meaning I don't have a park factor formula, I'm not that smart. But I do have statistics. So rather than look at the highest amount of home runs, which could be misleading depending on the people playing, the players, I want to look at rates. So somebody like John Anderson at Roto Bowl or J-O-N- pgh on twitter great follow excellent free fantasy leaderboard during the preseason at least he has park stuff so you could see highest home run to fly ball rate you could also split lefty righty which is very important you could split home run to bow rate and all that good stuff so it turned out cincinnati was top five in home run to fly ball rate 
and home run to bow rate for right-handed hitters. When I went and looked against the bat, the bat X was the lowest of all the systems. And remember, bat X is a stat cast driven projection system, which is why generally, not that's why I use it because I love stat cast. I found it more in line with my own work using underlying power peripherals. I couldn't believe that we were so far apart. We're never this far apart. Derek, I'm super high in Julio Rodriguez. Derek is the low man. I'm super high in Tasker Hernandez. Derek is the low man. And I'm thinking, it's got to be that. I end up pushing up against him. Not to say I'm right and he was wrong, but he was not as firm to the scrutiny as maybe I think some people who use his projections are wed to them. Meaning, people using them have more certainty in them than the person that built them, only in this scenario. Remember, once we have three years of this data, this is not going to be the case. You want to just use the bat X outright. As things change, we find Edge. Hopefully, you know, that's what I'm here doing, that truffle pig of Edge. of <laughs> Digging around all the trees through the manure, looking for, you know, those delicious mushrooms that pay the bills. So just a little bit about me and everything and the work I do and what we do here at MailMedia.net and why I think we stand out and why I think our work is better hands, head and shoulders than pretty much everyone else. I know everyone in the space is so nice. Everyone's so, so nice. Well, I figure if you could listen to me for half an hour and get the end of my show, I could just be the real me and let you know we kick ass. We are working round the clock to bring you the very best stuff, man. It never stops around here. I never stop working for you, me and you, the Quark Stats crew. So if you're down with this and picking up what we're putting down, get up in the comments, rate, review, and subscribe. Audio-only people love you much as well. I've been getting news about these feedbacks, people actually answering the klaxon. You know, Big Johnny's sounding it out, man. And this is it in this analytically driven world that we live in, algorithms and stupid YouTube things. That's what matters, you know. I put a half an hour to work, then course you're not to listen to it. Boom, you press the like button, and that stuff matters more than it should. If you want to win your fantasy league, hop on to Twitter at John Legaza, spelled just like it is down there. J-O-H-N-L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A. At Twitter, the pin tweet or is the link to my my piece of resistance. I am so extremely proud of this. I did my top 625 roto ranks five by five in 35 tiers. I also have straight up head-to-head -head ranks for people by position. We also have underdog ranks that I do every single day. You could just upload and auto-draft. I auto-drafted them on Twitter to show people that I battle test my own ranks. I never, I never, again, remember I mentioned at the beginning, if I ask for money, we're going to over-deliver. So I want to make sure those ranks hold. I ran them auto with like my hands behind my head. I also wrote up the first 125 players or so. It's like 40,000 words of the most ridiculous, thorough, detailed advanced analysis that you could stomach. And if you're betting, I think it's very helpful as well. You know, Cy Young, before you put money on a Cy Young thing, I don't know how you could beat the analysis that I'm putting in. Velocity changes, movements in shape, arsenals, injuries, just every single thing that you could think about. Because, again, I really want to stick out. So thank you, everyone out there. And thank you, Pat Mayo, for the platform. Appreciate you much. $9.99, one time for all that work is going to be well worth it. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod and let them know. It's me and you, baby, to the very, very end. So remember... Last lesson, as always, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Ain't it? You're damn right, yo. Peace.